Warning, this show contains strong language and scenes of a queer nature. Yeah! Hey, I'm Josh, and welcome to the second season of the Art of Being Queer podcast. Here's a snippet of what's to come. So I'm Aymer. Virtue Can Fly is a song I, I wrote about coming out as non-binary. I think I actually wrote and posted it on YouTube like a week before I actually came out to my parents. I think it's really important to not like put it in a small box because that's what non-binary is, is about. It's, it's really broad. So the general theme is actually about uh, a friend of mine who committed suicide. Someone in my family who had a schizophrenic uh, episode. So it's also a bit about that. And then it's also about being invited. So those are the, the general themes. I think many people have like mental problems. It's just like uh, learning how to cope with them. And also I like the feeling um, of knowing that it will mean something to someone. Always good to, to make your art about something that is difficult to talk about. So now let's jump straight in and meet our guest of the episode, Aime. Would you like to give an introduction? Okay, so I am Aymer. I'm a, an indie musician from Belgium and I make music about uh, mental health and um, recently also about my queer identity, sexuality-wise and also uh, gender-wise. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do. I've already heard the full album and it's amazing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about one of the tracks off it? Um, the, the song I want to talk about the most is Virtue Can Fly. Virtue Can Fly is a song I, I wrote about um, coming out as non-binary. I think I actually wrote and posted it on YouTube like a week before I actually came out to my parents. So yeah, that's nice. So for the official recording on my EP, works with non-binary people. So in the end of the song, there's like, um, I think it's 13 or 15 uh, people who are non-binary and or trans who sing along with the song. I did this because I really wanted to, to, um, to you know, show the community, not only me, but like everyone. Um, I think it's great for the listener to see that we are with many people. We're, we're like not that small uh, as, as everyone thinks that we are, you know. And also uh, there's three videos for that song. It's a bit, well, the idea is a bit stolen from Bob Dylan. <laughs> he has a, a song, it's called, uh, wait, because I always um, mispronounce, but like it's uh, Subterranean Homesick Blues, something like that. That's the title of, of his song. And uh, for that song, he uh, published three separate videos. In each videos, in each video, he, he does the same thing and he has his cardboards with um, the lyrics of, of the song and he just like drops all the cardboards and it's three times the same thing, just like another location. So I had the idea for Virtue Can Fly to um, ask uh, non-binary people to join the video and um, I wanted them to show on cardboards what the word non-binary means to them because it's a word that I think everyone has its own interpretation of the word. And, and you know, um, I think it's really important to not like put it in a small box because that's what non-binary is, is about. It's, it's really broad and it's just what you, what you want it to be, you know. So I asked uh, a video producer to 
do something with that. And he said, oh, let's do something like Bob Dylan. So what we did is there's uh, like 12, 13 uh, non-binary people who um, have a cardboard cardboard in their hands, uh, explaining what non-binary means to them. And we we shot it in three different uh, locations. Here in Ghent, it's in Belgium. Uh, I'm from Belgium. So, and so there's three videos. It's really great. It also really shows the diversity of, of the non-binary community, I think. Um, like, we all have our own gender expression. We all, you know, have an, another meaning we, we give to the word non-binary. And it's just, yeah, I really love the videos. I'm really quite proud of them. <laughs> excited about it because I've never really had like the feeling if I heard my music and like saw a music video for my music like it never really gave me that feeling that I had with this song and this music video well these music videos I've never really had that so it really when I saw the first video my the hairs on my on my arm really stood up and it's really weird because I had it the first time but every time I think okay I'm just going to rewatch it I have the same <laughs> I have the same feeling I have the same I'm really proud of it and also like of all the people who joined to make it this great um, it's not just me it's like everyone who who was a part of it and that's great about it each song has its own meaning you know but um, so the, ge- the general meaning of the EP it's called Good Morning to You, uh, but it's written with O and U, so it's not like, you know, it's, it's a, a word play, a play in words. Because I wanted to say with SEP, well, I wish you good morning, um, but also if you're going through some kind of grief, I want you to be okay and to take everything um, at your own pace. And so the general theme is actually about uh, a friend of mine who committed suicide. So that's the biggest theme. 
also um, someone in my family who had a schizophrenic uh, episode. So it's also a bit about that. And then it's also about being non-binary. So those are the, the general themes. So one song I really like on, on the EP is also um, Inner Voices, is the third track. So, well, it speaks for itself, actually. So it's about the voices you can hear when you're schizophrenic. And it's, well, I think the audio really shows uh, what it's about, because in the second verse, you really, so you hear my general voice, but then also you hear me singing voices, 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 and these voices all like build up. It's a bit like when you're in a schizophrenic episode and it all builds up uh, to a certain point. I think it can also be applied to just general, like any kind of mental illness. You kind of uh, start at, well, not feeling that well and negative, having negative self-talk, but then it's like builds up, you know. So that's what the song is about. And I really like how it was produced. Yeah. Mentally sick, you overshare. You're never really quick, but you always care. When no one can see, they don't believe. Gotta have some proof physically. beginning sometimes I was scared to well not to record those songs and to share them online but I was sometimes scared to to play them live and like uh, I thought what will the audience think of me you know because sometimes people think that I'm like I don't know <laughs> I don't like that word but crazy you know like that there's something like they think I or I'm really depressed uh, when I'm not you know so it's like I think many people have like mental problems. It's just like uh, learning how to cope with them. So, but I always show the the very negative side side of it um, with my music. So then people think I'm always <laughs> like that, you know. But no, I have never done different done it differently, and and uh, I can't write about really positive things. Like I can't write about the the sun shining or. <laughs> It just the lyrics need some meaning and I can only do that when it's about something real, something, yeah, thought provoking, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that the strongest material always comes out of those emotional places, too. Mm -hmm, it's like that. And also, I like the feeling of knowing that it will mean something to someone, because if you write uh, or with any kind of art, if you discuss things that are difficult to discuss in real life, like there's so much stigma around mental health and there's, well, when you're LGBT plus, there's also like, yeah, you know, there's people who hate you because of who you are and there need to be more songs about it. So I think it's always good to, to, to make your art about something that is difficult to talk about and uh, something, yeah, that people discuss, uh, well, how to say, 
you know, I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> okay. I think the people will be able to listen and relate and then they'll feel less alone in what they're going through. Yes, okay, yeah, that's, that's what it is about. So do you want to tell me about the track On My Own now? On My Own? It's a song I wrote about a terrorist attack in the Brussels airport in 2016, uh, March, March, uh, March, yeah, March 2016. So yeah, that's what it is about. Um, I think also the production here really makes it like better than it was before, like better than when I just like uh, played it on my guitar. Uh, there's like this this synth sound that goes along with it. And it makes it more like a calm song, a song that you can kind of sleep to. Or like my friend said to me the other day, it's a song that you can also like um, listen to when you are in, in the car in the morning. And it's, it's just like good to wake up to, it's calming. Uh, so yeah. Call me lonely, call me fragile and doing it in the right order but that's okay yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> so, absolutely fine <laughs> yeah there's a song uh, soil i think well in my opinion is is maybe the best song i've written until now because i just really like the, the the song structure it's not what you when you listen to it i don't think you can really expect what will happen you know so i like the structure and it's it changes like it changes not like you expect it to go also the lyrics i took quite some time to write them and yeah i'm really proud of those as well and the general atmosphere of the song it also was the the first song i recorded on my electric guitar and that's well that's something i like about it as well so yeah the song is about well problems with relationship relationships and, and love you know yeah it's a bit about well i think a lot of people look for love and they see it as a solution for their problems like i'm going to look for a partner uh, then i will feel better <laughs> and i was also one of those people at some point in time and well i kind of knew already but after that relationship 
well, I had one relationship that I really knew I was I was not well and I was really looking to find someone. Um, and after that relationship, I, I really realized that I should not do that again because it only leads to more problems. And mostly when you are not good yourself, you also attract people who are not mentally well as well. And it gets, <laughs> it turns into this really big mess. So um, it's better to be, well, good on your by yourself and and be careful who you well yeah who you get involved with i guess instead of like looking des searching desperately for someone to love you and that's what the song is about that we've listened to so far have been beautiful. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the process that you go through to create these? It's almost always uh, the same way. So normally I, I just grab, grab my guitar and I just start playing some chords or some random finger picking, you know, um, and then when I like well, I hum, I hum a bit, you know, or or I ramble some incoherent stuff uh, just to know how it would sound like, you know, to get the melody, the melody right. And if I like the melody that goes along with that guitar part, uh, then I know that, well, it will probably turn into a song. So that's normally how it goes. And, and yeah, then I just start looking for lyrics that go along with that. Sometimes when I really, but it doesn't happen that often, sometimes when I really have an idea for lyrics, but I don't really have the guitar part to go with it, I just have some idea, then I write it in my uh, iPhone notes and 
I go back to it when I am writing a song. Maybe I can like pick some sentences that I wrote down and and use it. Um, but mo most of the time I write yeah on my guitar and and the lyrics come afterwards and yeah. That's really interesting. I thought that the lyrics would have probably came before the music. Yeah, and the lyrics come quite easily most of the time because there's always something you can write about. So I don't know. Um, mostly when I pick up my guitar, it's already when I need to pick it up for myself. You know, I need to get something out. And then when I have a melody, I also come up with the lyrics very easily. Of course, some so songs like just take one day to write. Others can take up to a few months and, and just like, yeah, always grabbing my guitar again and looking into it, like how I'm going to change the song and how, like how how all the, how the structure will be. And, you know, uh, sometimes I have to go back after some time. But uh, yeah, that's how I usually work with it. Yeah. It's really interesting to hear the background of how you actually create these tracks. Do you want to discuss the next one? So I've already discussed four songs, so only one, one to go. <laughs> so the song is called um, Survival of the Fittest. It's the fourth track on EP. So um, oh, what can I say about that song? So I know it's about also about dark thoughts. Uh, actually, I sing in the, in the chorus, last night I dreamt of leaving the world behind, but now I'm not ready to, so it's really dark. I think I wrote it about the friend that committed suicide, but also there are a lot of things woven into it. Uh, I think it has multiple themes. What I like about the song, it's, it's a song that I, when I recorded it with my producer, we just like, we didn't do it with the metronome, we didn't do it with a click track, you know, to get everything like <laughs> tick, tick, tick. We just, it, it didn't go well with a metronome, it didn't, well, go that well. So we decided to focus on emotion and just like, let me play it a few times. I think I played it three times and so like just my guitar and my voice, not separately, just tick, tick, tick. And yeah, we decided to pick one take and it was like, okay, this is going to be the one. <laughs> and then my producer um, also used a tape recorder effect on the song. So that was something I have wanted to try out for quite a while. And I really like how it, well, changed the song a bit uh, because it's just a song with me and my guitar and no other instruments, you know. Um, so the tape recorder effect really makes it a bit more special. And well, I like that I just did, did a take and we took a take, you know. <laughs> uh, it's not that it was really, um, well, perfectly rehearsed or something. It's just, well, yeah, like that. <laughs> so, yeah. This place is not your place. You've been trying to fit in enough. Looks that is too thin.
So that brings us to the end of the EP, and it's all being great. <laughs> thank you. I don't know what to have. Yeah, okay. I always say just thank you because I don't know what I have to say otherwise. I want to thank you for coming on today. And do you want to give the information on where people can find the album? So, well, it's actually available everywhere online. Um, they can buy the EP through Bandcamp. I'm an independent musician, so when someone gets in touch with me, um, it well, it's really me. <laughs> it's not a label. It's not a label that is communicating. It's it's me. <laughs> so if they have questions, they can always contact me uh, through social media or my email address. It's all on all my on my, all my uh, social media. They can find me, and my email address is also everywhere. <laughs> so I think it should be okay. So yeah. Well, it's been lovely speaking to you and I can't wait to add these songs to my playlist. I'm really glad that I could talk with you because I really like what you do um, with your Instagram account, your website. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's great because we, all, we need more queer art in general. So and it's really professional how you do it. It's like, you know, the layout and everything and, and the people that you... Yeah, talk about it's it's really professional. <laughs> so oh. um, yeah. <laughs> so sadly, that takes us to the end of this episode of the Art of Being Queer podcast. I want to thank Aime for being such a wonderful guest and sharing their amazing tracks with us. Make sure you go and check them out in full. The links will be in the blog. I also want to thank our Patreons, Adam Heller and Alpha Wings. Thank you so much for supporting the Art of Being Queer. If you'd also like to support us on Patreon head over to patreon.com forward slash the art of being queer. A final thank you to Queen Toast for creating the instrumentals used in this podcast. And thank you for listening. See you next time.